0: Just think that 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 white streak in her hair is so sexy, and I want a sexy president for a change. You know she's a cult member, right? Yeah, that's what I'm into. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying that we haven't had a sexy president since, uh, probably Reagan. Reagan was the last sexy president. People thought Clinton was sexy with that sex, no. but they were wrong. Yeah, they, no. were, they weren't Cl- right. Clinton's not sexy. Clinton's sexist and a pig. I don't think Reagan's sexy though. To be I fair, I think he's pretty sexy by like when he was getting beat up by John Cassavetes. <laughs> that fucking rules. You ever go and watch the, there's a movie called the the last movie that he did called The Killers. I think it's called. It's about like, I don't know what it's about, but I've never seen it, but it's John Cassavetes is in it. And like, he, I think he's the main guy and Reagan's like the bad, the bad guy in it. And there's just a scene where like John Cassavetes punches Ronald Reagan in the face. And it's like, that's literally what their politics are. <laughs> <laughs> Also, who were we kidding? Obama was sexy as shit. Obama's not sexy. He
1: was a good-looking man. Obama still is.
0: Obama's not sexy. We need a sexy president. Bring it. <laughs> bring Tulsi to the White House.
1: I don't know. I think Bernie's got some. He's got Did he's you see? A, uh, stuff.
0: Did you see Bernie interviewing Bernie? No. <laughs> so James Adomian, he's a comedian. He's well known for his Bernie Sanders impression. And he, he, like, sounds like oh, pretty much just I like... Oh, I did hear about yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's just, like, him sitting down, like, with actual Bernie Sanders as him doing the impression of Bernie Sanders. That's, that's a good bit. It was fucking amazing.
1: Don't vote for Tulsi. She's, I'm voting She's horrible.
0: For her. I've voted for her already. I mailed in a bunch of votes. Right. <laughs> this is the state of Iowa.
1: You're committing serious fraud.
0: I hired, um...
1: You're the only person who just no, committed voter fraud. <laughs> I hired
0: guys who, um, to, like, stand in the caucus line for, uh... Like you know, because the caucus works, they have to like stand yeah, yeah, yeah. in a gymnasium. Which how many high schools do they have in Iowa? They have to have a lot. Right? Super
1: weird system.
0: They have to just have a lot of high school gyms or like rec- recreations to yeah. like fit all these people. Like yeah, every community centers, every county churches, has to have a community center, I guess. Like
1: fire station. But then there's not
0: that much room. I guess no, not a lot of people vote, there's not a lot of people in Iowa. <laughs>
1: it's it's pretty weird.
0: I love. uh I love our shitty system.
1: Yeah, we're like three months out from the Iowa, Iowa caucuses. Our Iowa
0: caucus. I can't wait to suck this cock. Take this big black cock. Wow.
1: <laughs> that's a that's a great way to transition you could, into... You
0: can cut all of that.
1: ...into our episode this
0: week. <laughs> He's going to leave it in. Maybe I will. I, I don't know.
1: We'll, we'll see how it lands. I hate him. Uh, there is a reference to... Uh, uh, there is the character Fred this week makes a reference to... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Having a having a big dick. I was talking about the part he where shot.
0: he actually he he fucks Captain Metropolis. Also, that. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Nice. I yeah. guess the rumors were true. Oh yeah. I guess we didn't we didn't make it up.
1: So this week we're talking about Watchmen episode six. Yeah, sometimes this
0: extraordinary being. Sometimes TV is extraordinary.
1: This was an extraordinary episode.
0: You thought it was good.
1: I I liked it a lot. It's not my favorite episode of the season. No, nah, it wasn't a but, banger. Uh, a lot of people are are very big on it and for reasons that are to me completely logical and valid i think it's a great episode Uh, it didn't connect with me as much like it did for some other people obviously but yeah i I really liked it
0: it made me like hate white people (laughs) like just fucking hate white people like seriously they're just the worst It sucks that we're white. I wish I wasn't white sometimes. (laughs) Like, cause, like, all this stuff gets just, like, assumed about me, which, like, some of it deserved and probably true. But, like, most of it's like, come on, that's not why do all these white people make it bad for every single white person ever but then it's like yeah like every single white person fucking sucks
1: yeah that's the thing it's like it's like i i I think in reality neither of us would actually not want to be white just because the reality of not being white in this country is pretty dismal it's not a fun time clearly still and and so for me like watching this episode uh, I I am white, but I am also Jewish, and and certainly Jewish American history is not nearly as fraught as Black American history because there is no entrenched tradition of lynching or slavery uh, of Jewish Americans the way there is of Black Americans. Um, but it's still, it's still not great. And world history for Jews is not great. So there is something I I can on, on some level, understand the genetic trauma aspects of what the show is going for, just because to grow up and to find out that like 6 million of your people were slaughtered as recently as the forties, you know what I mean? Is like, it's a crazy thing to be told as a child to, to be told like people like you were hunted down and killed.
0: I don't think we ever like really understand how many people that was too.
1: It's you can't. Like how can you how and, can you imagine And 6 even
0: more people? and even more throughout the history of um not just like our civilization and um, but as like a country like of America's African American people like and yeah. continually to H- How can you fathom or, the lives I'm not going to say it's just not even African American people it's just black people in general like who come to this country who are brought to this country are just like treated still so unfairly and it's incredibly fucked up and the worst. I hate it. Like I've been I've been like around it and I might have been like I feel like I didn't I don't know, like I feel so angry at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like that's that's it's it's hard for me to be like I can't relate to anything that really like happened in this episode, but I could just be angry about like the depictions of it. It's just like it it, it just like makes you yeah, this is what was going on, and like we get to see through the lens of like um uh, like a guy, uh, a black person, like getting over on this injustice, right? Because it's like like it, it was hit for him as as a child, like he experienced that basically like a a genocide kind of. I don't know if that I guess like genocide's not too. Like yeah, a massacre. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, it was a massacre. I think yeah. like I understand why you want to say genocide. It's I think as like you this related it to the to the, this localized yeah. destruction of a community. I
0: think our like our holocaust bit. <laughs> yeah. Bit, yeah. <laughs> like it's a, oh, it's just our a, little a holocaust <laughs> bit. <laughs> like we're in stand up here. Um you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I meant. All I can do is just be like angry about it and not like I can't be I can't I can empathize clearly, right. but right. like I can't put myself in that situation because i've never experienced it
1: but that's better than being complacent like the, the right. worst thing you can be about it is complacent no
0: the worst like, thing you do is like be an active uh, participant yeah well yeah, yeah yeah i guess barring being an active <laughs> participant yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um but just to, to be one of like the only jewish people in a classroom when you're being taught about like the destruction of of your your ancestors basically and it's like so i, I and to be a black person in an American classroom and to be taught even a sanitized version of our history must be, must be uh, a really disconcerting and like disorienting and strange experience and uh, really upsetting. So I think this episode handles its history in a really, in a really interesting way.
0: Did you see that uh, video where it was like, it's like two, they're like two strangers and they're supposed to like introduce themselves or whatever. And she's like, She's like, hey, like, and like they meet each other, and the, the, it's a white woman and a black woman. The black woman's like, my name is Nancy. And then, or the white woman's like, oh, Nancy, that was, uh, that's my aunt's name or something like that. And the black girl's like, um, yeah, Nancy was the, uh, the name of my grandma who was a slave. <laughs> and she's like, and the white woman's just like, I- I'm sorry. <laughs> like, just don't know how to like react to it at all. Jesus. That just was like kind of half me this episode, but like, <laughs> Just, like, damn, like, I'm sorry, like, I don't know, like, I can't do anything, it sucks. Uh,
1: so one of the things I really liked about this episode, and the way it viewed history through Will's lens, and then Angela viewing history also through Will's lens, is is the present for Will is always in black and white, and it is the past that's in color. Like, the the bulk of the episode's in black and white, and the parts that are in color are, are moments from his past intruding on his present day. And he says earlier in the episode, like he doesn't want to live in the past. And then, uh, June tells him that's why he's so angry. And it's because like, he, he is constantly living in the past. And in a lot of ways, it's more real to him mm-hmm. than the present.
0: I'd liked the, uh, the part where he's, he reads Superman. And then like he, they explain like about it and they kind of like cut back and forth between like what, he was and like basically he is kind of like a superman yeah he like his parents like got him away from a planet that was about to explode for him to do good even though like his good is kind of it, it, it it's it's what i think it's what these people like deserve <laughs> in a way because they're just so vile and repugnant that it's just like i'm i'm like i'm rooting for the the black person to like who He tries to – I like that like he's, he's just as naive at first that it's like he enters the police force even though he knows like the police are racist and the ones who probably propagated the burning of Tulsa to begin with. But he feels that like because of his connection with, with uh, Bass Reeves that he like can work through justice and can go through and do it and then realizes that there is really no – like or the justice is kind of just subjective to whoever is in power um like doesn't it like that's what justice basically is it's just like whoever is in power just tells you what is right and what is wrong and so when the justice is that like a, a black person has to sit in the back of the bus or something like that then that's the justice of the time even though like we we don't agree with it for now it's just like that's what the justice is because that's what is dictated to there i guess and so was, he I, he I, takes justice into his own hand yeah. by by changing the context of it because of what he believes, in.
1: and I think that's because I, I would argue that there's a difference between like the law, which isn't necessarily moral, but right. it's like the law and justice. like like he takes justice into his own hands because justice is is decidedly not being delivered by the law. But
0: that's the thing is that like the, the what what a, a racist morally believes is that um, a person of color is like a subhuman is not a human being, right? And to them that's their justice. I mean w- me and you don't believe that. Obviously, the, a person of color doesn't believe that because they are a human being, but it's con, it's contextual to them and and what their context and what their sense of morality is. So, and like, I and I'm not saying like, right? Like obviously, we're what not the laws of the right. land are, and like, if it's right, but to them in their own brain, it is right. And I
1: guess I guess I would also say there's a difference between like justice and what you think is right. And I would also say like racism is not a valid opinion because it has no basis in reality like it has no basis on actual fact you know what i mean it's right. like you are legally like, allowed to be racist but i personally do not recognize it as like an opinion because it is not based in anything it's just a lie like a opi- like my my personal view is that lies and opinions are mutually exclusive well, and racism is, is lies.
0: What's funny is that we talk about this on our our lost episode we did on Forrest Gump. Where oh, yeah. That, we, that's never going to get released. That's never going to get released because <laughs> it fucked up. But we basically were like, well, like, people, like, he lived in the South with, like, racism or whatever. But, like, he and, like, racism is bred from this kind of, like, ignorance, right? But Forrest Gump is so fucking stupid that he can't be racist because of how stupid he is that the concept of racism doesn't even... Like, it doesn't even register with him. So, like, there's a sense in there where these people, like, yeah, they are stupid for thinking this, but they have enough reason to, to like, they have enough wits about them to believe in this. They also have enough wits about them to apparently figure out a way to mind control <laughs> black people and get
1: them to murder each other. Well, that's the thing. I don't think racism has anything to do with intelligence. It's, it's taught. Like, Forrest right. was not taught to be racist and a lot of people in the south were taught to be racist of course like the reality of, of of like whether a character like Forrest would have been taught to be racist like yeah like probably like their grandfather was a kkk member yeah, or whatever right like it's not a good movie like it's a bad movie with no message <laughs> like it's not a good thing to base anything like off of. i just wanted to bring it back <laughs> yeah yeah because <laughs> that was a fun yeah, discussion at the time one. that uh, the files corrupted <laughs> that's, not, that's not gonna get released um and, and, and the other thing is this episode does such a great job of connecting, like, like you said, like the mind control aspect of it to like, it's it, the, like the squid has, has a psychic aspect and then there's a mind control aspect here. And that's being, that, that that's also being paralleled with like the history of, of how people of color are displayed in cinema. Like mm-hmm. it, it's very purposeful that a projector is the tool of choice for the KKK to, to inspire this violence. It's like, you look at like birth of a nation and right. the, just like the other week, like Alan Moore's comments about how birth of a nation was the first superhero movie. And yep. how that is the basis of like American hero heroism is like, it's all being flipped on its head in this episode. Like it's, they're taking all kind of, of perfect that timing too. Yeah. It's really good timing. It's extraordinary. Um, it is, it is this extraordinary episode. Uh, yeah, <laughs> But it's yeah, so they're they're working with so much material, um which is why i I really like the episode so much it's 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 like if if you're watching this show just to get like answers every week, there weren't many answers this week, especially no. if, like us, you saw uh will being hooded justice coming right it was like and they put all the clues there for that to find. It wasn't supposed to be a mind blowing reveal. They wanted you to be able to figure it out um and and we we basically did uh, so this was not an episode that was particularly like revelatory. We knew he was a cop. We were pretty sure he was hooded justice. Everything that happens pretty much falls out from that, how Mm -hmm. you would imagine that story would go. We even knew how we, we predicted the format of this episode. It'd be Angela having a trip and reliving us passed through that format. Like we nailed it. Um, but but if there's anything that we learned, and this is I don't think that the main focus of the episode is like the puzzle box aspect of the show. It's more of a character and a thematic thing. If but if there's any any puzzle box aspect of it that we learned, it's it's the cyclops thing. There's that that eye symbol that we see that looks very similar to a symbol we see inside that. Mall that the oh, what, yeah, that yeah, the, yeah, that yeah. the cavalry is set up in in the previous episode right so it seems like that is a, the the I mean obviously they were the cyclops was the KKK and now the seventh cavalry is a KKK descendant so it makes sense that that would have been passed down along with that um, yeah
0: and he does the little thing to Judd like he knows the cyclops thing yeah he does a little so sign.
1: yeah so it, it does seem like that's been passed down I do wonder the to the degree to which like Will is actually right about the conspiracy. I do think he's like there is a conspiracy and he knows about a lot of it, but it also see the, the episode seems to put a point on the fact that he based himself off this hero based uh, Bass Reeves who
0: well, he, not, he based himself off of Bass Reeves yeah. in the name, and it's, he picked Will Reeves to be his name. But
1: the, his his hero is this movie where the guy says, like, trust in the law, there will be no mob justice today. And then, and he then at the just end, has mob he ends justice. up, he enacts mob justice. So the episode does kind of have him flip over the course of his lifetime. Yeah. To the point where I think it's like, it's valid to question his motivations especially if you consider like why does he have these memory pills in the first place it's like he could easily have gotten them made just to be able to give them to angela but like does he actually have memory problems like it, these were made he's for people 100 with years old yeah like does he have those issues as well and is he not totally correct about the things he thinks like lady true seems like she's she's totally on the ball so and he's allied with her so clearly they know some shit right but i, I do i do wonder you know The episode definitely gives us room to question. I mean, it
0: it only gets off to where does it end with him? Like he he burns the the thing down and then.
1: So basically, it ends with him. He he tracks down the KKK, the Cyclops yeah. to the warehouse. He because he follows the projector and he ends up stealing the projector and burning everything else down. And years later, he's somehow taken that mesmerism technology, which was a real movement. It's not bullshit from the show. I mean, it is bullshit, but it's not just yeah. from the show, <laughs> right? Um, and he's somehow taken that technology and turned it into a flashlight that he uses against Judd. that's, yeah. like, that's the okay. other main okay. revelation oh, yeah, that he kills, is how, he he, kills he, how he got Judd to, um, to die. Yeah, but I'm
0: saying that like. It does, leave, it does leave room because we see him like – the last thing that we see of him as a young as a young man is his wife and, right. and son leaving him to right. go back to Tulsa where there's that whole gap from the 30s where he just leaves and it, then it's 2019 all of a sudden. Well, So, so where it's we kind of like what with him what's going on between is like, them.
1: I think 40 – like late 40s. Yeah, something it's like, like that. Late, it's, it's late 40 because it, it, we start up with him when he's getting – um inducted into the academy in like 39 Uh and then by the end of it it's like maybe like 47 or something i can't quite remember
0: something like that it's been a while and we do confirm that the the holocaust is happening yeah
1: we 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 got we got confirmation i guess i guess Uh, so (laughs) so we we also found out that he the the we we asked last week what about that baby he, he he rescued oh this is his wife we found out her name's June. He ends up marrying her.
0: I figured that probably was the case, but... Makes sense. I'm glad that we, like, answered that question, because it... Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so now
1: now we know who uh, both of Angela's grandparents are, and mm-hmm. uh, we're we're kind of starting to get a sense of how the family history pieces together. Um, still don't quite know how the family ends up in Vietnam, but I think we're going to get there in, in, like, maybe the next episode or two.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it might be... More Angela focus next episode.
1: Yeah, especially because now that she's back with Lady True, who is all is Vietnamese. Yeah, and I wonder if they have a uh, if they have more connections that either one of them or maybe neither of them knows about. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's all sorts of uh you know thermodynamic miracles at play.
0: Thermodishmier smears. Was,
1: was Was there anything else that stood out to you particularly about the episode, or anything you wanted to bring um,
0: into it? The guy with the hat was pretty good. The racist guy with the hat.
1: Oh, Fred. Yeah. Yeah,
0: he was like. I think he just like he was a good. He did a good job. He's really good in his role. He's
1: uh, he was the. Um, did you watch True Detective?
0: Yes, I did. He
1: he was the bad guy in season one. Oh, that's why
0: I, I was like. I think I know him from somewhere. Yeah. Like he's a good. He's a good. Uh, he's actor. really good. Except like, uh, pro- I don't want to talk about True Detective. It's a different show. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, it's a good show sometimes. So. <laughs> That was that was an episode. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's like it, it's it doesn't. I feel like a lot of our episodes so far have been very just like what's going on in the plot. What can we get for out of this? What can we get out of this? And yeah, it's we, we, like, we've really been trying to solve it. Th- so
1: much. This episode
0: yeah. is this episode is not about that. And not it's at fine all. to have like stuff in your show that's not about that. Like The Sopranos did it all the time. Um, where like one of the the my favorite episodes of The Sopranos where he's having that like. That wild dream that he – because he has to, like, kill Tony B at the the season five where it's, like, him and he's in the house of the horse or whatever, right? And this is sort of in that vein but follows, like, a narrative, like, arc to it, right? And while that's cool and, like, some of the dream stuff in it where it's kind of just, like, these recurring, like, these motifs that occur over and over again – are very interesting because it's like you're, you you want to use it as the I guess it's a little bit different than um than doing like a dream sequence kind of episode and doing this episode which is about memory so yeah. you're it's it's not that they're having like a dream of it it's just that they Angela is experiencing Will's memories and it, it, some of the it feels a little dreamy like there's the the one that really stuck out to me is when like the the car pulls around and then like there's the bodies dragging yeah, from the car which
1: is a memory he has of, t- of the tulsa yeah massacre. It, because
0: like all the memories are getting like infused on top of one another so it's like it's pretty it's a pretty neat idea yeah. to especially because it's like it's not it's somebody else experiencing the memories too yeah,
1: it's like it's an- it's like the memories are being compressed together by like the pills Angela's taken, but also I think like Will was remembering that at the time as well. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it could it's be like, something. I think that. it's like it's both. You know what I? It's a really convenient format. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are there are two episodes of the leftovers that take place in a a similarly like unknown it, 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 it gets not totally the same but it's like it's like it may or may not be reality it may or may not be a dream it may or may not be the afterlife you're never gonna get like a definitive answer it's like it's what it's whatever you think it is but there are two episodes of the leftovers that take place nearly entirely like inside someone's head to put it that way. Yeah. And and it definitely reminded me of that. It also reminded me a little bit of the way Sharp Objects plays with memory, but that is more... Uh, Sharp Objects does it more with, like, the editing and this does... This, and, and, like, fast like fast cuts and, like... This is a much more slowly-paced, like, thing where things kind of slide in and out with yeah. a couple noticeable moments of, 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 like, jarring cuts, but...
0: What I really like, there was a sequence in it where... It mirrored the episode of um uh American, American, American story. Hero story where he like where Hood of Justice breaks into the convenience story, yes. beats up all the guys. And then like this time like he beats up all the guys in the back and then has to break out of the convenience then, store because yeah. <laughs> yeah. the guy's a racist and or the guy just doesn't know what the fuck's going on and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah,
1: there's a lot of really good stuff like that. Like Captain Metropolis tells him, I only wish everyone else could see how beautiful you are. And in the American hero story episode, um, that we saw like a couple episodes ago, maybe last week uh, when Rorschach was watching them or looking glass was watching gotcha. them. Yeah. When looking glass was watching the sex scene and captain Metropolis says to him, like, take off the mask. Like, I want to see how beautiful, I know you're beautiful under there. Yeah. So there are these like deliberate, like inversions of things we've seen before. Where it's like, they did not get the history quite right, but like they got like 30, 40, 50% of it. You know, they mm-hmm. like, they had the ideas. They just put them together the wrong way, you know? Right. Um, I really like how this episode opens with Minutemen as the. Oh yeah,
0: they changed it from watching the Minutemen, and they get. uh,
1: I I think his name is uh, Cheyenne Jackson. He was on Thirty Rock um, to play the white American hero story version of Justice. Yeah, it's great. Like he's just such a beautiful face. You know what I mean? It's like it's such great casting for the for the American hero story version of the story.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it was pretty funny. Uh, Sex stuff. Sex stuff. <laughs> like what is it? Director Hoover is not this. It's like probably wasn't.
1: The, the, the Hoover actually is like it is widely theorized. I think that he actually was gay. Like that. Nice. I, I don't. I don't think that's just a uh, showboy We're talking
0: about J Edgar, right? Not the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. J Edgar, yeah, yeah. Not the president. <laughs>
1: no. Um, so that is. It's all really good stuff. I thought that opening sequence was really funny.
0: Yeah. I again. I love how they're just like. F- like making fun of the Zack Snyder stuff by yeah. just being so over the top with like the, the American hero shit. It's, it rules. Uh, like again, it just parallels the black freighter, how it's a TV show within a TV show. Like Lori's just like, turn that shit off <laughs> kind of thing. I liked the, the sequences where they had, like they broke in, like Lori was like breaking in and like trying to t- wake, trying to up. wake her up kind of thing that, that was cool. And how they did it.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it, it, the the one where she talks to her when she's frozen in the broken glass comes like halfway through the episode, pretty much exactly, just yeah. to kind of like break up the story. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: they try to shoot most of it like it's one shot. Which, sure, like it it, it it's something that it's they there are clear cuts in it. It's not yeah. that everything they're not trying to hide at all. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just but they try to make it feel like it's one particular shot in the, the entire time
1: also to make uh the switch between will and angela be feel a little lit a bit more like
0: surreal smooth yeah yeah, yeah. smooth
1: and surreal mm-hmm. yeah exactly so um, it's cool
0: it's like it's it, it, they put a lot of thought and effort into how this episode is going to be laid out and it takes a lot of work to, to do those camera movements like that but there's just like there's tons of digital trickery going on and editing trickery and apparently they did a lot of I'm sure there is a lot of
1: digital trickery, Uh but apparently they did a lot of like real switches just like will uh, the Giovanna Depo who plays young Will would just like get up and Regina King would get back in while the camera was like gliding yeah, I mean, somewhere, like, it's somewhere like, else it's like it's tr- a lot, it's of, it was, a lot of it was a lot of it was practical effects you know yeah. what i mean
0: it's tricky to do that stuff too and even if even when it is practical and, and still with editings really you have to make it look like good on stuff like i've done tons of stuff where we do like the the swoosh cut which is like when you swoosh it down and then like cut in between the swoosh yeah. to move it i love that but it's like it's so easy <laughs> but it looks like pretty good when you get like the right cut on it yeah and I, th- so, I think uh, the
1: the black and white and the memory and like the switch outs like they all really add to the this feel of this the was thing. the best very cohesive
0: it was the best technical episode that we got i think um and the heaviest subject matter definitely like a thinker kind of episode but yeah it's 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 one of those ones that doesn't contribute too much to the overall story and i can see how like people um might not put it up there with like the rest of it because it doesn't it doesn't it it adds to the the motivation behind will and maybe like if he if he does turn out to be like actually the antagonist or the person that like is perpetrating something that the The art that Angela's got to solve, who's, like, our protagonist in the situation, then it gives him, like, we understand, like, his motivation and where he's coming from from it. Sort of, like, how we had to understand – you have to understand Adrian to really understand that, like, this is why he would do this thing to – in the original book to be, like, the bad guy
1: in it. I guess to that, I would say, I think that, I think I've said this in a previous episode. I, I do think Angela is the main character, but Will is actually the secret hero. Like, like Angela is the main character, obviously, but we have, a, it's a, but it is a large cast that we switch between different right. characters, but I don't think Will is the antagonist of the thing.
0: I don't think that, I think that the, the cops in the superhero cops, basically like Angela and her gang. And and the and the rest of the cops have all been misled into a situation that they're trying to figure out, and whether or not they conspire with Lady True and Will is yet to be determined. But we'll see if they all switch or if Lori is gonna put like the nail down on it since she's the the boss now. There's not that many episodes left. There's only three episodes left. So yeah. Um, I, th- I think the other, we got to get to it, you know, <laughs>
1: I think the other thing I would say is, well, I, I, I think that this episode actually did advance the story a lot, but it didn't advance the plot. You know what I mean? It's like, right. We, we all, all see... we got from the, you know, the quote unquote plot of this episode was like Angela goes from inside a jail cell to inside Lady True's house, waking up from a coma. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only like plot we get. But the story is, is like story is that combination of plot and character, you know what I mean? Oh, so this this it, it, was all the all character. And like, yeah. it really, it, it does do a lot. Like it, it's like, like I said before, I think we saw a lot of like the material coming as far as like the major revelations. But like to actually get inside Will's head is really valuable at this point in the season,
0: because it's going to let us understand whatever his plan is, like the the action as to what it occurs. And that's important because we need to know, like we saw we saw kind of Angela in the lead-up sort of stuff, but, but like, why she would join the Force. We saw Looking Glass last episode into, like, his background, what he's all about, and now we need to see Will because this is these are, like, our three important people with, that are all, p- like, playing pivotal roles. I don't think we're going to get, like, a Pirate Jenny or Red or – No, I don't or, think so. Was is he R- – uh,
1: red Red scare is it red scare yeah it's red scare
0: um yeah i don't think we're gonna get them no hopefully we get a lube man (laughs) uh flashback
1: we gotta yeah like you said we only have three episodes left so we gotta find out a lot of stuff coming up i feel like a lot of it's gonna be saved for the finale um another another thing is so uh the official Watchmen podcast exists and they put out an episode every three episodes so one just came out um, today, which is Monday, I the did 25th. not listen to it. Um, I did; it's good. They uh, He interviews Damon Lindelof again. It tr- he was really
0: good. Lay it on me.
1: But uh, the, the the most interesting thing, if anything, I thought was actually in the description of the episode. It says that. The episode that the podcast will return for one last episode after the series finale. They don't say season finale. They've they've written that they'll do another episode after uh, of of the podcast after Watchmen's series finale. Oh. So it seems increasingly like this is a one season show. This, on purpose. I think
0: I heard him say that it was like if they do another one, like it won't be the same people. They Oh really? Like, I think like I I remember him uh, a different thing where it's like they wanted it to make this season and have like closure at the end of it where like it can, you can watch it from episode one to episode nine here. And then you've got the full story that it's not like there's a cliffhanger kind of thing that like leaves you with more questions. The comeback for next season kind of stuff. So if they do another season, it might be like in the same Watchmen universe, but um not related to Tulsa or maybe it is related to Tulsa now that they built this mythos kind of thing, but it's a bit, it, he left it, he left it open yeah. at the end where there could be another one, but I don't know. Maybe they don't want to do another one. I don't know. I,
1: I, I think they've put HBO has put so many resources behind it, and like they assembled a great writing team. Like the, the, this is a, a fucking excellent show. It also oh, yeah. looks excellent. It'd almost be like a shame to put that group of people uh, to to pull that group of people back apart after pulling them together. But at the same time, like it would, I would kind of respect them being like one and done on purpose.
0: I think we have to see. And I I I don't I don't want to leave like a bad taste in people's mouth. It's be- better to end good early, because you know, like we t- we brought up True Detective where yeah True Detective starts off incredible. Towards the end, gets kind of wishy washy of, 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 of season one. I'm gonna it gets it it, it ends con- it ends strong in my opinion. Um, like in certain sequences at the end, but like overall, like narrative and plot wise. It it ends a little wishy washy towards the towards the end there. Character wise, is always phenomenal. Yeah, I think the, I, But then I they, think the
1: finale of season one is really good. But there are a couple episodes near the end that are like, eh. yeah,
0: exactly. But then there's there's season two, and people don't like season I two. I couldn't even
1: finish it. I I couldn't. It, it, I found it's, it unbearable. It's, just,
0: it's a different. It's a whole different animal. I
1: thought season three was good though.
0: I didn't watch season three. I, it's actually so. it's
1: actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. They
0: revisit the um the original season, right? It's it takes place um, same area or like uh, like later in
1: time, mm. um, and it's all it's it's basically all new characters. Um,
0: but they reference they like, do reference season stuff, yeah. one,
1: but it's not like directly connected. But yeah, watching season one, I would definitely recommend watching season one before season three because the mo the to me the most interesting thing about season three is the way it plays with the format and structure of season one and like uses your expectations against but... you, kind of like Watchmen is doing with the original. Graphic novel, yeah, you know what I mean. But you know it's, what I'm it's saying an interesting, it's like it's an interesting thing.
0: It's like they had this, they had this show. Everyone thought it was incredible. Then they made more of the show, and now people are like, "Well, these last seasons. it's just worth another it. show. Now. Like it's just yeah. another show now. It loses that kind of that kind of allure." Where this this show could be that like that show where they just make one season of it. It's great. Everybody likes it. We're out.
1: And that's that, it. Reminds me of like Big Little Lies, which I I love Big Little Lies. Season one was obviously like this phenomenon and then season two was never planned because the show was based off a book and they did the whole book in one season. Yeah. And then season two is like, it's definitely not as good as season one. I still really, really liked it. A lot of people did not, and now it's kind of like it left a little bit of a sour taste in some people's mouths. Or if it had ended with season one, like people would have been happier with it. And that's. But at the same time, like the leftovers is a show that season one was an adaptation of a book, and then seasons two and three are like completely new material, and they're better Mm. than season one. (laughs) So.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is this is an adaptation of a book. It's it's not. I don't really want to say anymore it's an adaptation because it's its own thing at this point it's inspired by it's It's, inspired by it's a remix it's it's takes place in the same universe where these events happened and what a 2019 might look like if it continues on and i think it's a fun idea because it's so deconstructive of the superhero like the original one is so deconstructive of the superhero myth and And so is this of comic books at the time and this is doing the same kind of vein even even in like this, because we watch these movies, like we watch these Avenger movies, where it's just like it's so formulaic and so hard to relate to some of these guys, right? We just kind of go there to see the cool shit in the back <laughs> We want to see Spider Man be. <laughs> we just want to see Spider Man say something dorky or whatever, right? And and like and Robert Downey Jr. Be, say, "I am Iron Man," because like we're little baby boys but this sh- this show is like fuck that noise you know like we're going to give you some substance with this superhero whack bullshit it
1: it is absolutely like a show that is about the medium it's on like it is a show about like
0: I'm... shows
1: and movies you know it's <laughs> it's about the influence they have on society and how they affect racial yeah. uh, points of view and and it's so it's, it's it's really good
0: speaking of it's like that the little kid when he like puts on the makeup at the end and he's yeah. like i'm just like you and it's like that's that kind of not only it's like it's like it's supposed to be like, oh, these tearing like the family apart because yeah, like, the genetic trauma, the genetic aspect trauma of aspect of it and everything. But it also could just can you can see it as like, well, like this, this is like the beget violence of our time where we consume these shitty superhero <laughs> genre movies and then like our offspring are going to be like just as affected by it and not really right. understand what what good storytelling is. So fuck it. Scorsese was right. Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. This, this show does a great
1: job of marrying the, the genetic trauma with the actual like cultural depictions and how, like, how like the culture we consume dictates that culture, like art imitating life, life imitating art. It's mm-hmm. that cycle. Like they, they life life and art are constantly in conversation. You know what I mean? It's right. Like we respond to art, but art is made by people responding to life.
0: Yeah. And, and, and responding to other people's art. Right. Totally, like this. Me and my art, which is which is really exciting to me. Make art, bitch. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that's a thing I really I I, I do really like about the show. It, yeah, it, it it's, is. It's a good one. It is. It is in conversation with the original. It, it's it's having some of the same conversations as the original. Mm-hmm. It's just like, and it's taking elements of it, like the psychic squid, and adding new layers to on, on top of that. Yeah,
0: because we only ever see like. The it kills three million people, has a psychic shockwave. The people that we follow aren't a part of that at all, and so we don't see like what gets affected by it. Now we get to explore that and see what that kind of person would be living like in the modern day. Um, it's neat. This show's neat.
1: Yeah, it's it's a really it's a tight package. Um, tight. This was the only episode so far, and I think I, I think I've heard the only episode of the season uh, that Adrian Veidt does not appear in. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, I, mean, I don't know how they could have fit him in. I don't know how they could have fit him in at all. They should I don't yeah. think that they it, it would it would have made any sense unless no. like he makes like a cameo as a Minuteman, but he never was <laughs> a Minuteman. Um Catherine Metropolis is a was part of the uh Watchmen originally. He you remember that? He it's cut out of the movie, but it's it's when they the part where they go and they're at the trying to plan stuff. It's at like Captain Metropolis's house. Oh, I didn't remember that. Um th- it's it's the part where they all meet up and they're like they're they're going over like plans for things or whatever and the comedians like he's the like oh like Ozzy'll be like the smartest man of the like on the of the ashes or the right, smartest right. ash or whatever. And like it's that scene but they they cut Captain Metropolis out of the movie and he's ended in it in the original one, so
1: I like what they do with his character here. Like, he starts out seeming like, oh, he's, like, a white guy, but maybe he's, like, on the right side of things. And then it's like, no, he doesn't actually give a shit about oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. about Will wanting to actually take down the KKK or deal with, like, the actual problems black people are having in this system. He just wants to, like, use him as, like, a token to be, like... But that's the thing. He's not even a, a visible token because yeah, he's cause hiding he... under a white, white face paint exactly. under a mask. So it's like he's totally just using him for, for legitimacy and not letting him... To sell, express himself to sell in any bonds. way. Yeah, <sighs> with like racist imagery on that bank poster, right. and and another a great parallel is the fact that Will puts white makeup on his eyes, and Angela puts black makeup over her eyes to make herself even darker than she than, than, than her skin color is. Right to just you know also to disguise her. Um, so it's it's they've they've done a lot of really
0: specific
1: imagery paralleling
0: throughout. I mean, and honestly, like. Given Hooded Justice's costume, there's only, like, two possible explanations that he could actually be. I mean, like, he could either be a racist white guy or he could be... (laughs) <laughs> fucking black dude, like yeah. that's it. Like those it's are like, the only seems, two explanations. It, it, between, but like about what he could be,
1: it seems like maybe Alan Moore in some of like the supplemental material might have intended him to be a more racist character, not and not probably didn't intend him to, to actually be black. But this is a brilliant thing to do to to, to the Hood of Justice character. Right. it's it's a brilliant thing
0: to do. Sort of like Spider Man, like you like because he's so completely covered up, like he can be anybody. That's why like everybody loves to identify with him because like it, it can be. Me under that mask, right? um Like that's why it's so inspiring because like you don't know who it is, and why the secret identity aspect is so like an, an important part of Spider-Man. Where this is like this Hood of Justice is the same idea where you can project yourself onto him because you don't know who it is. But totally in when if you look back at it, I'm like that yeah, that could totally be a Black Eye. Like it, <laughs> yeah. like like it would make sense that like that person would want to do uh, extra. Outside of the law, in order to to do some sort of justice in the in the world, because at that time, like, black people and don't weren't given justice.
1: But and and the the saddest thing is like if he hadn't put white makeup around his eyes and like he had been like visibly black under the mask and hood, like people would not have been able to identify themselves. That's the sad thing. It's like we can say like he's under a mask, so you could be anybody. Is so we can identify but that's only because we think he's white you know what i mean or not necessarily that we think he's white but i mean, the people because in we society, could see his eyes yeah like, but the people in the society that that he was performing for yeah could believe he was white that's the sad
0: thing. they have to yeah
1: because otherwise they it would not have it would not have flown to have a black vigilante running around in, yeah in the i was 40s. like
0: i think and another thing that was like it started off as confusing at first because i'm like oh like they let him be a police officer. I'm like, I guess it's New York, so like we're a bit more progressive than like. So the that's rest actually
1: an interesting thing. The guy who gives him, because obviously the white officers pass him by, right? The black, because the black guy has the to the black do lieutenant, it. lieutenant Battle. He's a real guy. He was actually the first uh, black guy to join the NY uh, NYPD, and he uh, actually did achieve the rank of lieutenant by the time he's in oh, the show. Oh, he's a real, he's, he's a, a, a real totally person. real dude. Okay. They purposely pulled in this nice. historical figure to give him. Awesome. His, yeah, it's it's a really good, it's a really good touch. Yeah. I like it. So Will was probably did their homework. one of the earlier black people in the NYPD, but, but yeah, Lieutenant battle actually was the first
0: did their homework.
1: Yeah. They really did their homework on this show, which is like, yeah, if you're going to be tackling these
0: issues, like, shows from nerds, to. basically love homework.
1: <laughs> well, this is uh this has been your school lesson. Uh, <laughs> I dropped out. <laughs> This has been your lesson of the of the week. We're not giving you any homework. The show might give you homework, but we're not going to give God you. God damn. Any. Except to uh rate and subscribe and like and tell your friends and post. And yeah.
0: Uh, you want to have deep follow conversations us on Twitter and uh you know, send me a DM. I'll I'll, I'll deep deep cut you.
1: Your homework is to give us a five-star rating and a positive review wherever you're listening to this podcast. That that is your only assignment.
0: Um your homework is to listen to our mesmeration and like us on itunes spotify on all the platforms thumbs thumb give us thumbs up um rt it rt it Uh, where can we rt you we can rt me at luke hennigan that's the at symbol and then luke hennigan uh that's my name and
1: mine is at story politics which is also my name really yeah (laughs) You didn't know you that? legally
0: changed your name to I story. legally
1: changed my name to at Story politics.
0: I don't believe you. I would love to you see should. your driver's license. Or my birth certificate. Or your cannabis Racist. card. Racist. Whoa. Let me see your papers. <laughs> okay. Look. Look here, buddy. I played that game Papers, Please, sometimes. Sometimes you don't know if Grandma's gonna bomb the thing.
1: I have no idea what you're talking. Oh,
0: you about. don't know what that game is? No. Uh, so there's a game called Papers, Please, where you are a guy who's letting in immigrants to like a border crossing zone, and you basically just have to look at their papers and approve or deny them, and that's the whole game. But like sometimes if you let people in, like they're actually terrorists who like are trying to blow up the border or whatever, and so like your job is to figure out who is not and who is a terrorist but it's like it's like a meta game where like it's like oh, you're this person who basically is deciding like the fate of another virtual person but <laughs> it, it, it's um it's it was critically well received um, it's it's
1: like about like the mechanism of choosing. it's about the it's, me- about it's, like-
0: a, it's a it's about the bureaucracy yeah. and how like soulless it is and how um like this decision by an individual in this bureaucratic can actually affect like the the world at large or like other people's lives because like what will happen is like if you let someone in who does happen to be a terrorist and they like blow up and like kill like a bunch of people it's like yeah technically like those lives aren't real lives because it's a video game but like you still feel like oh my god like i did a bad job like because you don't win the game in that sense but then winning the game is also like denying people entry into like right this home which is also they, not which is so it's nobody yeah, wins that's is not basic, great either yeah yeah um, and i think cool.
1: that's to, to go on a, a brief tangent like i think it's 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 so important for people to recognize that politics are not distant Like, politics dictate livelihood. Not necessarily for you, not necessarily for, like, you know, every rich white person, but, like, in a very real way, politics do dictate how people are able to live their lives. Yep. And this show is, like, about that in some ways, but it's also, like, to live in 2019 and to not recognize that, like, politics are life and death is, like, you're just not paying attention.
0: That's why you're story politics.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's why, that's why, that's one of the reasons I'm so into this show is, like, it's a, it's a like i i believe all all storytelling is political and politics itself is storytelling that's why my twitter name is at story politics
0: cool i like it uh that's why i like this show ride the wave watch the Watchmen, keep it tight baby
1: (laughs) get registered to vote for real voting for tulsi don't
0: Hey, uh, if you're planning on voting for tulsi <laughs> don't register to vote voting for tulsi Actually. you can't you can't make me not all right later